Coming to you from the My Little Falls studio here in beautiful Little Falls, New York. It's your host, Scott Kinville, and another episode of Marty's Illegal Stick. Hey, what's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 43 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recorded here on September 15th, 2021. We have got a great show lined up for you tonight, but we don't have Gump. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Gump. He's uh, he just got some other commitments that he can't be here, so he's home. But in his place, I have brought in a pinch hitter, if you will, a substitute. Uh, a friend of mine, been friends for a long time. He's a Tampa Bay Lightning super fan. Uh, he's leaving us tomorrow. He's moving down to North Carolina. So we've been wanting to come on the show. I says, well, I, I guess we got one last chance then. So I'll bring him in, Mr. Matt Bobdyck. How are you, bud? Good, Sky. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody. This is going to be joining. This is going to be fun. Don't worry. We'll take we'll take it easy on you. So it's okay. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we won't. I can, I can unpucker now. Or <laughs> no, no, no. You'll be yeah. fine. Get ready, buddy. Oh man! And to my left, of course, is our trusty producer, the man who saves the day behind the scenes, as always. It's yeah. Dave the Save Warner. How are yeah, you? I'm doing great. So you're uh, you're anxiously awaiting your countdown. I am. It's countdown time. Yes, yeah. we were. So everybody knows before the show started, Dave informed me that there's actually a space launch tonight. I did yeah. not know this. Yes. Four civilians going into space. It's yeah. unbelievable. It is. A, it's right now T minus 55 minutes. And there's no, space, they have no to, space shuttle. I can't believe it. How much, how much do they have to pay for this? They didn't. This is just a fundraiser for St. Jude. They, they're raising money. Yeah. Well, so they volunteer. They volunteered to be shot into space. <laughs> I would go. Well, I Dave told sure us they were training for six months, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd go. Yeah. yeah. Well, just make sure it's not when we're recording the show because, you know. I'd be back before need, the next we show. We need you here for that. If so. I go tomorrow, I'll be back by next Thursday. I don't know. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. And our other panelist, as always with us, the uh, professor, Jeremy Roberts. Jeremy, uh, it's episode number 43, and you know what that means, right? I, yeah, I sure do. That's the number of your favorite player of all time. Oh, no. Are yes, we going yes, there? It <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I was hitting that earlier. <laughs> I didn't, yes, I didn't get is. the hint. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah. that's okay. Dave, the save Mr. Terrible. Q. That's, there it is. All right. <laughs> Can't. Thank you. I knew, as soon as I saw that and I knew, I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> well, I figured I'll get it out of the way early. How's that sound? <laughs> well, it's the little things. That's right. It's that sign is gone. It's not even on the wall. <laughs> but it's forever burned in our memories. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I know. Thanks to Dale. That was awesome. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring in our guest. Our guest is a returning guest. Actually, he was with us when the our show was in its infancy. It was episode four he was on, and he's uh, been gracious enough to come back on. This guy is... Uh, just uh, the accomplishments that he's got at Utica College is just unbelievable. I could I could start listening, but we'll probably be here all night. So I'm just going to bring him in, Coach Gary Heenan of the Utica College men's ice hockey team. Coach, how are you? Hey guys, good to be back with you. Awesome. So how's it going? All right. Everything's going well. We're uh, you know we're pretty fired up. We're we're a healthy group, and uh, we're just around the corner from having a, a season start and some normalcy. The the fans are back. We're middle of selling sponsorships, which is going great. So. Everything's very positive here. Beautiful, beautiful news. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be full capacity then? Yeah, what we're hearing is uh, full capacity. I think you're going to see that uh, there'll be some vaccination guidelines if, mm -hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're over 12. But um, otherwise, it'll be wear a mask in there for the, for the kids under 12. But um, we, just, we just crossed over 3,000 season tickets sales. So, it's, um, you know, we're, we expect a full house. 
Wow, that is that's just amazing, and it's great to see that the the support has not wavered at all. You know, even despite everything that happened last year, and I, and I know like everybody is just so pumped up for everything to just start all over again. Uh, is there and been any major changes coming up within the conference or even within your program since the you last played a full season? Yeah, it's, uh, actually, we, it, there has been a major shift in the conference because um, one of the more traditional powerhouses has left Elmira. Um, so they left and, and followed Hobart into uh, into a conference further east from here, and uh, we enter a school uh, Arcadia out in uh, the Philadelphia region. So this conference continues to move west, and um, you know I think that that wasn't in Elmira's plans to keep traveling out to Pennsylvania, Maryland. Um, so they chose to go elsewhere. Um, so you will see a new team in the odd, actually relatively shortly. I think they're our first regular season conference game um, in the uh, first week of November. So I think, um, you know, it's a brand new program that this team is. Um, they're going to have a rude awakening waiting for them at the odd in their first conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's very true. Actually, today I met up with one of your players, Brett Everson, and he was uh, – I asked him about the new team that I didn't even see recognized on the schedule. He's like, he goes, yeah, it's like their first year. And I went, Oh boy. Yeah. I go, and we, and we got him at home. He goes, yeah, I go, Oh boy. <laughs> I go, well, well, welcome to hockey boys. But <laughs> It's going to be truly welcome to the jungle. Right. I mean, just like uh, Guns oh, yeah. Roses. <laughs> yeah. At the Friday night game. And um, yeah, you know, we're going to be coming off of playing a couple powerhouses eight yep. and twice and on Oswego. So our game should be really elevated at that point. Um, you know, for any first year team, it's a challenge, but to, to be playing when we're playing those teams, um, you know, it, it could get ugly and hopefully it does. So, you know, speaking of, of preparations and, and stuff like that, I mean, I know obviously this is not still not really considered a normal season because you're not coming off a normal season, but as a, as a coaching staff, what kind of preparations do you guys make in the off season to get ready? Yeah, so it's it's actually kind of nice. Uh, the college made a commitment to a strength coach um, a few years ago, and uh, that's not a regular thing at the Division three level. So for our athletic program to do that, we're able to hand them off. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago where I was doing all the dry land training and the off-season conditioning. And, and to be honest, it's it's it just – the guys get tired of your voice, you know, tired sure. of your <laughs> And I think that's just natural. So – to be able to hand them off to our strength coach Nate, and he does a super job with them, and 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 I'm able to focus on on some some of the bigger issues of the program and some of the organizational pieces, the logistics. Um, it's just healthy. So those guys are certainly are we in touch with the guys? Of course we are. We're, we're checking in. We're saying hello. We're getting them their equipment, their sticks, their patterns. Um, but um, more so, it's just hey, how are you? How you feeling? And then we're monitoring their their test results. But uh, this is probably we're entering a season for the first time, and I can remember we're we're completely healthy. We don't have a single guy that's nursing a surgery coming off a, a knee or a hip surgery or, or a shoulder or a wrist surgery. So uh, you know we we we're old, we're healthy. Um, I say old pot in a positive way. Uh, <laughs> you know we're we're full of veteran leadership and um, and feeling really good about ourselves. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, because when you, when you say old, I mean, I'm 47. I'm like, wait a second, these kids can't be <laughs> half my age. So it's, <laughs> well, they might, might, they might be half your age, Scotty. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, Coach, how many uh, how many players do you have returning from the the previous team? 
I think we're we're 21. We've got 28 total. Um, 21 came back. So we're introducing seven guys. There are, there are some transfers in there. So they're not they're not true freshmen, so to speak. Well, none of them are true freshmen, but um, we've got a good group. We've got four Canadians in this class, which is also probably the largest in, in any single class we've ever had of Canadian boys. And and that's uh, there's a British Columbia kid uh, from the Vancouver area. There's there's a Manitoba. One from Montreal and one from Nova Scotia. So we really did go wow. across the country finding guys, and and it was a difficult year recruiting because uh, Canada basically shut down their junior hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, the U.S. had played, so uh, a number of these guys actually made their ways down to to U.S. leagues. Um, for instance, uh, Del Monte ended up in in Amarillo, Texas, playing in the North American Hockey League. So that's really where we flew down and saw him play and, and got to know him down there. But uh, so it was a challenge. There was a lot of uh, disruption in, in schedules and leagues, uh, just like ours in, in the pro leagues. But uh, we got it done. We really like this freshman group. We like our returning group. We're going to miss Connor Landrigan, obviously, one of our captain and in, in all American. And I, I can't say it publicly, but he's got he's going to have some some real exciting news on the 23rd. I believe it'll be announced. Uh, where he signed to play pro hockey this year. Um, so we that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. And, you know, I tell you, that's given everything that's gone on, that's actually very impressive to be able to to get four Canadians with the, the border being closed. Obviously, you couldn't go across the border at all, right, for any kind of recruiting purposes? Yeah, it's it's a challenge. Even now, it's a challenge. So their, their leagues are all starting up again, and, and normally we're, we're going out every weekend. They usually do a Labor Day showcase uh, in the in the Central uh, Hockey League up there, and that is now October 8th, 9th, 10th weekend. And, you know, you've got to test 72 hours before and, and, and do all those things to get up there. So I think those, there will be less less teams going up there from, from U.S. colleges. We'll certainly be up there and, and do what we have to do to get up there. Coming down the way, yeah, as long as our guys have their student visas and, and uh, they were vaccinated, they, they were allowed entry. So um, we were a vaccinated team. Um, there are some schools that, uh, the SUNY schools, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed on their campuses. Um, so it's, it's a challenge for a lot of different sports. Uh, but Utica College has done a phenomenal job. Our vaccination rate is an institution at like 97%. So yeah. wow. um, there's been no incidents on campus. Uh, kids are living normal college lives right now. And, and it's really great to see there's a lot of energy on campus. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you, you know, I don't think you realize just how much you would miss it until it's been gone for a while, you know? Yeah. And, so uh, so, I, also, I mean, this is kind of a, a strange question, but because of the events of last year with the things getting shut down the way they did, were there any players that were given a little bit of extra eligibility for this year to because of the season, you know, being, well, <laughs> messed up as it was? Or Yeah, so every guy got an extra year of eligibility that, that was rostered last year. So right. not only just the seniors, which I think is an assumption out there, it's even the freshmen, they, they ended up getting another year. And we, you know, what did we end up playing? I think 12, 10 games officially, plus two versus the USA team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we managed to keep the group together, um, you know, play some hockey games, play some really good hockey games, put another pretty good winning streak together. And and, and so we, we do have an advantage. You know, we're playing Oswego in our first exhibition game in a few weeks, and, and they didn't play any games last year. So they're really looking at a year and a half. And, um, to get that group back together and, and the chemistry and the camaraderie, I mean, that's a challenge for some of those coaches. But uh, luckily enough, we had the leadership on campus and, you know, flexed some 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 gray areas and, and made sure we, we were able to play some hockey games. So really excited to get it going again. 
Yeah, and that's that's excellent because that's you know what I meant. I mean, the the season was well discombobulated at best. You know, best way you can put it, I guess. And that's fantastic that they they allowed the players, even though you did get a few games in, like you said. I mean, that's really not fair to them to take an entire year of eligibility away because of what happened, even if you did only play 10 games. So that's that's phenomenal. Very glad to hear it. So as far as the uh, season goes, uh, there were some outdoor games scheduled for last year up at uh, Griffiths Air Force Base. And uh, they were going to, you guys were going to be a part of it, but unfortunately they were, of course, canceled. So has there been any word if you guys are going to be involved with that this year or if it's even going to happen? Yeah, so I think what you're going to see is that's, just with the uncertainty again with this this virus, um, there's so much work and preparation and money spent. Um, they're not going to risk it again. You know, they're not going to risk a shutdown. So it is on the books. I can't again. I can't go public with the date, um, but it is on the books for next year. Um, so we're excited. We're, we've definitely been told we're, we're going to be a partner in that with with the comets. Um, but look for that on, on our schedule a year down the road in 22, 23. That's really awesome. That is great news because, you know, like I said, that would, that you know what, Ned Griffiths Air Force Base would be a phenomenal place to have a game. Well, of, yes, but you also got to think it's going to be extremely windy. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You got to figure you're going to, you're going out there in what, January, February? Yeah. I mean, sure, you need the cold weather, yes, but there's nothing blocking anything. Well, <laughs> like you're not going to get nothing. So what are you saying? When gust of wind picks up, a, a shot from the point can turn into a curveball. I mean, that's a, <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. It's the original knuckle puck right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just take one of the old B-52s, park it on the runway, yeah. rock the wind, yeah. you're yeah. all set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can't like I was excited when I saw that. And I was I, I, the first thing I thought, I'm like, I don't, I don't care how cold it is. But I mean, man, three periods outside. Hmm, that's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wait, you know, and, and wait till you see the actual plans. And I know those were never released, but right. they're making use of, of all the hangers that are up there and the party atmosphere they're going to create. And they're, the wind probably will be blocked because they're they're bringing in 16,000 seats. Um, oh, wow. So I don't That'll know. That'll be awesome. That. I probably wasn't supposed to say that either. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was already info that was already out there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me pull that right up on the no, screen. No. Yeah. I think no. he was just talking about the last time they planned it. That's all. No, yeah. Don't worry. We yes, got you. Yes. <laughs> so really looking forward to that. It'll be a spectacular scene, and we're just happy we were invited to, uh, to partner with them. Right. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that to happen. That's, and a matter of fact, I might take the whole week off from work. I might have to put in for vacation now as soon as I find that date. So, because I'll probably have frostbite because I'll be one of the ones that'll be sitting out there for the entire all games. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. So, so coach, you know, I mean, this, this program that you've built is just phenomenal. It's, it, it really is. And, you know, Utica College, in, in my opinion, anyway, doesn't get enough credit for the, uh, the revitalization of hockey in central New York, really. Um, when you guys came along, um, the Mohawk Valley Prowlers were here, but then they left shortly after your program was established. And without you guys, you know, there wouldn't have been hockey until the Comets came along, really. So, uh, so tell me, what was what was the driving force behind getting the Utica College program started? Because I was going to ask you this the last time we talked, and somehow I never got around to it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time, our president, Doctor uh, Todd Hutton, and uh, he was charged with really revitalizing Utica College in general, and. He decided the way he was going to do that is is create a more vibrant athletic program. So I think at the time we had 12 athletic teams and 
And he just, with, with Jim Spartano, the athletic director at the time, said, hey, we're going to get this to be one of the finer Northeast private schools by bringing in 700 student athletes. And so that's where we are today with 26 um, athletic programs. Hockey was one of the last ones started. Uh, you know, I think you guys know it's one of the more expensive sports. Sure. Uh, but uh, to, to create men and women, and then you're right, at, at the time, um, the Prowlers were in the odd. Um, they went bankrupt that year we were starting. And it was just, it was just fate. It was luck that uh, that building became just ours. And it was a blank canvas. Uh, I remember personally buying all those dasher boards and going out and selling those um, just to get people involved and sponsors and get some energy in there. And, um, and the board at the time, uh, the audit authority was, was blown away. You know, I, I don't think they knew what, what we were capable of, of doing in that building. And, and, and at some point, obviously getting, getting more fans than, than the prowlers of the colonial hockey. <laughs> so, um, it was fun. I mean, it was just fun creation and, um, I don't think our college knew what, what was possible. I, I think uh, I certainly was surprising ourselves, you know, myself, uh, ourselves, of, of how much this community rallied around our program. And um, and today, you know, we were threatened when the comments came in. We we didn't know if we would co- be able to coexist. And, you know, our fan is just a different fan. It's a different price point. It's a different energy in the odd. It's a family atmosphere with our games. And, um, it's 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 just a credit to this town, this community that that we can fully support um, two hockey programs at the level that we do. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's there's no doubt about that. I mean, and and you know you're right. I didn't really think about that, but I mean that kind of had to be a little bit stressful for you guys at first when the comments announced they were coming in. Um, seeing as you were the only game in town, but I mean it, it's just worked out so phenomenally. It, it really has. And you know, speaking of the no, comments, I, oh I'm sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, I remember I was a senior. Um, the year hockey started at campus. And um, I think it was it was an unspoken word that more people are excited for hockey than they were for the football program. Um, I'm not saying anything, not taking anything away from that, but it was it was a different sport. Like no one, you didn't see like college hockey in the area. I mean, you had Hamilton, you had Colgate, but um, it was different. The odd was always something that needed the, the hockey. Right, and when the hockey program came in, it just exploded. It exploded all over again, and it didn't really. It didn't take long, and, and coach can attest to that. And I mean, for for UC hockey to do what they did and how they are in the community, it's just it's blown up more than probably he's ever expected. Yeah, for sure, no question. No, it's it, you're, yeah, that's but that the thing is, I mean, like I said, there you just can't put into words just what how much of a success story the not only the team on the ice. But just what they did for the area is just hats off to you, you and your program coach, really. Oh, thank you. But uh, speaking of the Comets, so last year you were on TV quite a bit when they were televising the, the Comets games. <laughs> yeah. And I have to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, I'm serious. You and Jason Shire were unbelievable. You were unbelievable on the In between periods, it was phenomenal. And I know I, I use that word an awful lot, and I'm sorry I get, you know, but it, like I said, there's no other way to put it. So. I know you're going to be very busy this season with, with Utica College, but is there any chance at all we're going to see you on uh, the AHL TV broadcast at all this year? Yeah, so, it, you know, like Jason Shy, I, I didn't even know him. He called me up and said, you know, I guess you're some hockey guy in town. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, he brought me and he was like, maybe we'll bring you in between periods, draw something up. And, and when we met, he's like, 
why don't we just throw you right on the air? We'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, it was just a COVID year that we weren't traveling. Our team wasn't playing and um, jumped on, on the invite from, from him and Rob Ash. And, and it was just fun. I mean, it's just watching hockey, which obviously I love to do and breaking down the game from a coach's perspective. And um, I had a blast with it and I really did. And, um, you know, strange ass because uh, Shy grabbed me today, literally today, and just said, if it ever works out where you guys, you're off, you know, would you be willing to do it? And, uh, and, and of course I would. So it, uh, hopefully I can get a few games in it's, uh, it's an enjoyable experience. And, um, and I learned things, you know, you're watching it, you're breaking it down at a level of pro hockey. That's really, really good. So, mm-hmm. um, able to, to interact with those coaches behind the scenes and the professionalism of, of shy who's awesome. And, um, it, it was different cause there's nobody in the building. Right. So it was yeah, right. Yeah. Where, where this year, you know, you'll be walking up to the booth in front of 4,000. So it'll be a different experience again this year and one hopefully, again, I get to take advantage of. Yeah, but you got to be used to being, like, in front of 4,000 people because Utica College packs the house every night. So uh, have you ever done anything like that before? Or? I've never done anything like that, never. I've never called a game. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to have Eddie Olchuk as an assistant coach, Eddie Jr., and so mm-hmm. – um gotten to know eddie senior and 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 personal friends with them and their family and um so you know you watch eddie o on the tv every single night and so when i was asked to do it i you know i just try to emulate some of the things he does um you know i think he's one of the best in the business no question about it absolutely yeah uh it's just talking you know you're you got a mic in front of you talking breaking down a game like it was an enjoyable experience yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I I've, I so enjoyed it because I mean, in watching like the NFL broadcast with when Tony Romo's on, Tony Romo is phenomenal to listen to a game. And again, there I say that word again, but uh, it, but just because he, he he basically can predict the play before it even happens. And I'm telling you right now, listening to you on the broadcast yeah. is all I could think of because it was just it was exactly I, I was waiting for you to get the telestrator out like John Madden used to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think the night that I first heard you, I think I texted you and I said, "I go, I think you may have found another career here." <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was some texts going around, and uh, it was like it was fun, guys. It was unexpected. I don't think obviously I'll ever have that opportunity to do something like that right. again on more on like a full time basis, which it was. Um, so it was it was great work with those people and uh, really class act. They done a super job and. And I was pumped to hear they're going to stay with it because uh, I think a lot of people thought, well, the TV's done because the fans are back. So they're going to give it another kick in the can. And um, great for us. They're stuck at home on, on certain nights and can't make it to the rink. Excellent. Excellent news. So with the Pioneers, I know like last year they were putting some of the, the games on their uh, on their website page. Um, you said they got through over $3,000 or 3,000 people for season tickets. So – just so people that are listening would maybe try to get a single game ticket. How would they go about that? Yeah. So we opened up another 200 season tickets a couple weeks ago. Um, so the odd box office, I, I know they have sold a, a bunch of those, so there might be an opportunity to get a season ticket still, but for all the individual game tickets, um, those will open up around the October one day. And uh, that's when the season ticket booklets will be available as well. So it all runs through the box office at the odds. So call down there um, if you want a season ticket right now for the individual games. I think you got to wait until October one before you can scoop them up. Excellent news, excellent. I'm sure you guys will completely sell the building out once again as usual. Uh, oh, yeah. And so I'm assuming since everything's back to normal, the teddy bear toss is on again. It is. It's uh, December fourth. Um, 
uh, I think December 4th versus Kings College. Um, so another game that should be a win better be a win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, if you've never, if you've ever seen that game, uh, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the game where you, where coach is probably in the locker room going, okay, boys, now which one's going to score this one and how fast is it going to happen? <laughs> uh, you're going to want to get there early that night. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but we present, you know, our schedule, the New York Sash, you know, probably our, our most dedicated dedicated sponsor over the years and and they picked the game so they picked that game and they do an unbelievable job with the logistics but no question about it that's our marquee game that's our game on NBC um it will be televised NBC again this year so it um yeah that's the one the guys kind of all look forward to and um it happens to be King's College not a very strong team in our league this year so it it uh it better be a win and it better be a fun. yeah <laughs> yeah you heard right there. It yeah. better be. No, you can say it damn yeah. well better be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, coach, yeah. The, exhibi- the exhibition season starts uh, October sixteenth. You got a game the sixteenth and the twenty third, both exhibition games, and then uh, you open up at home for the regular season October thirtieth against Adrian College. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Our. our uh, I mean, obviously, Oswego is one of the powerhouses, and, and we. I think we're we're exactly five hundred versus them in our in our lifetime. So. Really, really, and that's like includes like seven ties. I mean, it's so close when we play them. So looking forward to that going up to their barn, which is a great rank, and then um, and then Cortland coming to ours will be our second game, uh, exhibition of prep hockey, and then uh, and then Adrian comes in and talk about uh, we went Power up to house. two two years ago. We went up to their barn and, and won seven six in yep. overtime both games. Um, it, just exciting and two steals up there, and and that propelled us to to going on to win twenty straight that year and get us to the number one ranking in the nation. So those are enormous, enormous games for those non-conference games versus top five opponents. They, they, they mean so much to the NCAA decisions that happen five months, six months later. Um, I don't think the fans understand the gravity of, of how, how important those two games are for the, whether we have a successful season or not, you have to win those games. Yep. Um, I'm sure you guys will certainly do your part to make that happen. That's for sure. So, Coach, we just want to thank you for coming on. I don't want to take up too much more of your time because I'm sure you've got a lot of things going on and you've got all <laughs> kinds of preparation work you're into. But we just thank you for, for taking the time to come over and talk to us. And uh, best of luck this season. We know you guys are going to be great. Awesome hearing from you guys. Uh, let's check back in another month or so. Absolutely. Absolutely, we'll Coach. You back. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. Have a Thanks, good night. Man. It was Coach Gary Heenan from the Utica College men's ice hockey team. What a great guy. I, I, you know, every time we talk to him, it's just he's one of those guys you could just sit there and just talk to, no problems, no, even though you're talking like one of the most successful coaches around. Just a doesn't cool even guy. Happen. No, he doesn't. You know, and it's, it's great. Like, he, he, we didn't really get into it too much. Um, but, I mean, his kids play. Um, and, you know, we obviously with my kid being on a Comets, his kids are also a part of the Comet organization. And, uh, you know, we went out to a tournament. Uh, back in June, uh, and he was he was there, and we just you know we were watching. Uh, I think we were still watching playoff hockey. Yeah, playoffs were on, and we were just you know shooting the shit like it was just a normal thing. You know, every now and then we talk about UC stuff, but other than that, it was just down to earth, very very mellow, very fun. Very now, when fun you say cool. UC, you mean Utica College, not Utica Club, right? <laughs> um, well, both. <laughs> although, although I don't drink the clubs, so no, neither did Gumper does. 
Yeah. You know, if, if Gump was here and I mentioned that, oh my God, he. Oh, I mean, where is it, Dave? He'd probably go into Dave's refrigerator right now he looking would. for it. There's no doubt. Oh, is, I yeah, think I there's a Miller Light in there. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I don't support the local brewery. I just. I just can't get into their product. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well. Don't worry. Gumper makes up for you. It's all good. <laughs> have, you, have you brought him down to Iron Rock to get some no, craft I stuff? Haven't yet. You know, Jeremy, you need to make a visit but here you, to Little Falls. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy, that would be a great yeah. road trip for you to come down. You here. would love it. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, we should do, do a that. show from there sometime. Uh, we keep talking about Mike, that. Mike would be like a thousand percent for it. Yeah, we, we could do like our trivia show from there. That'd be cool. There we go. We could do a breakaway trivia show. And just watch Gump's head explode because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, speaking of breakaway trivia, that was the perfect segue, by the way. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why don't we do that? Let's uh, let's end this segment with breakaway trivia like we always do. So breakaway trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil's children's book, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine. To order your copy, you can email Jimmy at Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com. And I do do apologize. I forgot to bring the copy with me today. Uh-huh. But it's on our website, which I'll talk about a little bit later. All right. Anyways, this week's breakaway trivia question is, who holds the all-time NHL record for most shots on goal in a career? The answer when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyBunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And Go welcome ahead, Scotty, back, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scotty. Go ahead. Say it. You know you're going to say it. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is segment two of Marty's Illegal <laughs> Stick Hockey Hot Takes. No, that's not what he's talking not, about. That's not what I'm talking yep, about. Yep, yep. All right, I missed it. What? You haven't what? said it yet. What? I just love that music. I just, I, I couldn't you know get what, off though? on you're, that. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm so distracted, right? Because Dave, I got to tell you guys, I mean, Dave is like right into this, this space launch. I'm into this. I can't believe, know? I mean, he is like intently watching this thing. I, I you know. And there, oh, he's going to put it up on the screen on for phone, everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like T minus, uh, where are we? 25, you know, so. Yes, yeah, so you know what? 20, we got to start a poll. 25, 25 seconds or 25 minutes? Minutes, minutes. You know, he I'll let you know. What, he what, what channel is it on? It's on Dave's phone, whatever that um, is. It's probably on any news channel, you know, like CNN or Fox or any of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes, Dave keeps talking about how he wants to go on the next one, so we should run a poll. <laughs> should Dave the save go into space? <laughs> I yes you, or I, no? <laughs> you know, I sent you into space one time playing yeah. hockey. So. Yes, you did. Yes, all right. Uh-huh. It'd be, it'd be you certainly sequel. did. It'd be the sequel to Space Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Space producers. You know what? I like that. I could do that. 
Eastwood's yeah, still alive. Well, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. They both See? look kind of sickly, but they well, Joe Biden, too. Leave him up there. Oh, come on, man. I don't want to get into that. Come on. I'm not going with that. Come on, man. He starts sniffing my hair. Oh, boy. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's get back uh, to space. No. Oh, let's get back to hockey, shall we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> hockey hot takes to start, as we always do, with the breakaway trivia answer. But I'm going to give you guys the question one more time. And the answer to the question is, who holds the NHL all-time record for most shots on goal in a career? Matt, since you're new here, I'll give you the first crack. Uh, I would go with Phil Esposito. It's a good guess. Really? It's a good guess. How about Dave? Well, okay, so just say Gretzky. It's a guess. Yeah, you, it's a guess. You always, you always go with Gretzky. No, I, I don't you know, know why, because names. when you're talking about trivia questions, you, it's it's generally a it's a, you, No, I'm going to either go with Gordy Howe or I'm going to go with Gretzky. Right, I was going to say, because unless you're talking about yeah. penalties and minutes, then forget about Gretzky, right. but, yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, how about you, Professor? What do you think? Uh, yeah, um, I don't like, I um. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I hate this question. Oh, come on. You looked um, it up well, ahead of time. It's not Tom Wilson. I can you tell you that. Go, yeah, really? No, it's definitely not Tom Wilson. <laughs> you got to go with somebody that's old, you would think, or somebody that you've seen that's, you know, younger, that's taken a lot of shots. Like, and that, that leads me to go with Ovechkin. And I mean, and you got Yager. And I don't know. Is this going to be I, like last week when you picked one from the past can and I, the present? Can I? Sure. Can I? I'll let you just because. I'll go. I'll go do you know I'll the answer? Ovi and Yager. I don't do, know. I'm not confident in that, though. Okay. Well, Yager's number two, if that makes you feel any better. All right. Well, so Ovi's not one. No. The number one is Ray Borg. What? Oh. Ray you Borg. Know what? And I would I would have. Really? Yeah. 6,206 shots on goal in his career. Yeah. Jeremy's like, I would have picked. And two. that's like 800 more than Yager. Believe it or not, it, was, it wasn't wow. even close. Really? And only yeah. one cup, right? One cup. Wow. And that was it. Man. Yep. So. A lot of shots. There well, you at, least I got, at least I got two. Yeah, because I let you <laughs> have two did, answers. Where did, where, did, where, did Ovi, where did Ovi place in that? I, I want to say he was fifth. I don't remember, honestly. All I really remember is the top two. So. Well, I got, I got the top five. Limited so brain five. capacity here, boys. We can't be loading it up too much. I got enough useless information <laughs> and trivia up there. Can't get carried away here, okay? <laughs> All right. To start Hockey Hot Takes, I want to let everybody know that we have an announcement to make. We are re-recording the Zamboni Time Machines and releasing them in podcast form. We are on episode number two, and you can catch every episode by subscribing to Marty's Illegal Stick on all major podcast platforms or by going to martysillegalstick.com. So, yeah, I, I, we have so much fun with that Zamboni Time Machine. I said, ah, what the heck? I don't want to bother Dave too much with more because I'm pretty much after him every day about something yeah. inane, you know. At, you know? at least. Every so day. I'm like, I'll give the guy a break. And I'm doing my home, or my home, or, yeah, homemade uh, anchor recordings of him. And I've actually learned how to put a little bit of background music in. Have you listened to oh, it yet? Do, no, I haven't. You should. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't listen to these amateur Oh, that's what exactly. Oh, but, yeah, but, oh, I know, but that's, that's its charm. Oh, but that's, that's its called. charm, right? <laughs> Jeff Bezos started in his garage, and yeah, see, thank you, Matt. Appreciate Jeff Bezos that. should go back in his garage. Well, he's going into space. I mean, you're <laughs> no, he's not. about he that. Did, he didn't make it in his little penis. 
So, yeah. <laughs> okay. We did such a good job of staying on the rails in segment one, and what? segment two has gone completely just, off the cliff. Did I hear that? Did I just? Did I really? Yes, you did. All right. Yes, you did. Somehow that that got included into a hockey show. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Crackin', so cracking. Yeah. <laughs> just keep watching your phone. They might launch before you know it. Yeah. T minus twenty. <laughs> Okay, so rest in peace, Fred Stanfield, the former two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Boston Bruins, passed away Monday at the age of 77. You know, he was so underrated, and he, he was one of those guys that kind of like blended into the background because you didn't see him over, like, Orr, Esposito, Johnny Busick, Jerry right. Cheevers, you know. But, I mean, he yeah. had six 20-goal seasons right in a row, and and everybody who played with him, he was like the unsung hero of the team. So it's unfortunate, but... He was, a, he was a great Bruin, no doubt about it. So, happy birthday to Hall of Famers Peter Stastny and Daryl Sittler. Both have birthdays coming up this Saturday. Stastny will turn 65 and Sittler will turn 71. Uh, people forget how good Daryl Sittler was back in the day. Uh, he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he actually holds the NHL record for most points in one game with 10. Could you imagine wow. that scoring 10 points in one game? It was five goals, five assists. Goals and five assists. Yeah. Wow. And That's- then... It, and of course, who everybody did, knows what. Who, who did he? Who did he play? Us is is a, like our old league <laughs> team. Had, well, had, had Scott and goal. The Leafs lost that game. <laughs> too, probably. Oh, did they really? No. Oh, well, they're, they're, like, they're good at I, I, games, Well, if it was in the eighties, it's possible because most of those games were like you know thirteen to twelve. <laughs> yeah. Right. Was that a hockey score or a basketball or a football game? What's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, everybody knows what Peter Stastny went through to get over here. Uh, Czechoslovakia was under communist rule at the time. Uh, it was 1981, I believe, he defected. And eventually, he and, well, he defected with his brother Anton at the same time. And then their older brother, Marion, came over a year later, and they all played for uh, the Quebec Nordiques for the longest time. And then uh, Stastny moved on to, like, the Devils, and there was one other team, too, and it's just escaping my um, overloaded, useless trivia brain right now. But uh, <laughs> anyways, happy birthday to those guys. So, now we're going to get to your part here, Matt. The part that you've been patiently waiting for. (laughs) Uh, Most of the notable free agents in the NHL have been signed at this point. One team that lost a lot in free agency is the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. They would end up losing, among others, their entire third line of Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord, and Barclay Goudreau. So, Matt. Where'd he go again? Who's that, Goudreau? Yeah. A Uh, bottom feeder team (laughs) over in the Metro. You mean you mean like the the Tampa Bay Lightning to the north, the original Tampa Bay Lightning team? Yeah. <laughs> well, for we what, send all, listen, we send all our the, guys the, down. The, to the Tampa team Bay. that has three cups in sixteen, seventeen oh, years, boy. not one in eight hundred and fifty. Yeah. That, <laughs> that oh. yeah, that team. That's that's a very good. It's a good point. He's got, he's got it there. Well, I mean, but he, it's all it's all built because it's all built with Rangers. So I mean, I guess they still won a cup. I guess right. No, there's, well, there's only there's one, one, one Ranger McDonough. left, right? Mc- well, now, yeah, but you had Miller at one point. You had Callahan. You had yeah, but they didn't win with them. Strawman, you've had no, they didn't win with them. But <laughs> we've sent them all there for some odd weird, and it's all of a sudden they play better. <laughs> well, maybe it's the better weather. I'm thinking it's the the, the no state sales tax. So. <laughs> mm. See, no personal income tax. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. that we that. Scott you know, I mentioned that the other. When I was uh, last week, but Florida has stunk for its inception. 
Dallas is okay. They have no sales tax or uh, right. no personal income tax. Income tax. Yeah. This is in Arizona. I don't think. No, Nevada. Nevada. Also. Yeah. I know Arizona, Seattle Arizona does, but they're, does, yeah. they're. You know, it's funny too. As just as a quick sidebar before we get back to that, I saw an article today saying that the the Kraken might have some problems bringing free agents in because the Washington State tax rate is so high, and they're saying that. Players are coming in going, especially in Seattle. The cost of living in Seattle oh. is ridiculous, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're saying that, you know, because don't forget, this isn't the NBA where even your, you know, last-line player is making $10 million a year, right? right. If you're if you're a, a rookie in the NHL or if you're, like, on the end of your career just trying to hang on, you're making 750000 a year, which, again, is, is good money. Don't get me wrong. But when you have cost-of-living issues, yeah. and, and, you know, especially in Seattle where it's ungodly, I guess, and the fact that it rains there about 150 days out of the year, uh, they were saying that this could be a problem for them down the road once the whole new, we're a new team thing wears off. So yeah. that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. But getting back to the Lightning, how does, uh, <laughs> and forget about where they went for a second, those players. <laughs> how bad is losing that third line going to hurt them? What do you think, Matt? Me? Uh, Gord, and I'm on, he's a Ranger fan, so I'm not going <laughs> to... Bag on Goudreau. I, it's, he was he was excellent. Gord was. They they were what they were. They fit that system. They, well. they mm-hmm. all three of them. They just yeah. gelled at the right time. Yep. This year, last year they were really good, but this year I don't, they might have learned, or they just were driven even more, knowing they were they were all they were they weren't going to be the same team. So right. Coleman to me was was the the driver of that when they when they got him from Jersey, another team that just doesn't know how to either develop or, or build around. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you pick those guys out of those kinds of organizations and you 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 let them bloom and blossom, and he he did just that. So sure, and he wasn't riding coattails like, geez, I don't know. Done that. I think Miller didn't. I'm not picking on him, but when Miller came yeah. to Tampa, he was riding coattails, and then they shipped him off and go, "Well, we got what we got for him too." Right. Right. Uh, Gord. He'll now in a roundabout way. Didn't the Miller trade get you guys Goudreau? Because I think they, that first round pick that Vancouver sent for J T. Miller was sent to San Jose, San Jose originally for Goudreau. For Gord. I believe. I couldn't tell you the specifics. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was, and we've temporarily lost Jeremy, but that's okay. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's taking he's taking this all in. He's taking a break. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, it's, a, it's like it's every it's every oh, single is. podcast. It, it just does that. I don't know. Well, we're just glad you came back. That's all. But yeah, I think uh, and you know the ironic part is, I mean, other than Gord, who was taken in the expansion draft, really, I kind of tend to think that Coleman and Goudreau were overpaid a little bit. I, and that, and you know what? Winner in a Stanley Cup's going to do that, right? right. That's that's just the, the natural order of things. Yeah, right, right. But I think, I really think that losing those three and what they did with that third line is going to hurt Tampa more than people think. Because, and just hear me out, Tampa is still a great team. They're still probably a favorite coming out, to come out of the East, right? But all great teams have great top sixes. All of them do. Look at across the board, all your contenders. You don't become a contender without having a good top six. All right. What separates the good from the great is the ability to get production out of your third, your third line, your fourth third line, fourth. 
bottom pairing defense, right? And I don't really know enough about Tampa Bay to know what they got coming in the pipeline. Um, I mean, even with Syracuse right up the road, the, the crunch. Right, you know, like, yeah. But <laughs> um, I think, and obviously there was no way with the contracts that they got from other teams that they were going to be able to afford to keep them. It just mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. It happens to all Stanley Cup teams, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's going to hurt, and it's going to hurt more than people think. Especially if they get hit with injuries again. And so then and losing those three guys, it's only made it's only made that team now older. Yeah. Yes, that's a that's a very you know, valid point. I mean, now you don't have you know, you still got Stammer out there. And I mean I mean, yes, he's a very good player, but he's only getting older. And you know, he doesn't have <laughs> can he take that extra line break when you know you have a fourth, third, and fourth line that can play so good? And he's like, all right, listen, I'm just going to take this one off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or does, or is he going to have to jump, jump on every single shift that he gets now? I think that they actually did a decent job of managing his minutes, given oh, especially the past couple of seasons he's had a lot of injury problems. So right. I think they see right. the writing on the wall where, you know, he's not going to play 20, 25 minutes a night anymore. What's he got? Like right. two, I don't, what's he got, two, three years left? I think it's three. I do believe it's three. Um, the only question mark I would think of is, is Hedman – Starting to maybe hit that he was down. So he he was hurt. He's he's getting a uh, MCL, I believe, repaired. Right. It was noticeable towards the end of the season when I think they benched him and or they just cut his minutes. When we right. knew we were making a playoffs, they're just like, okay, go go rest. It was he was notice it was noticeable to my wife and me that it was that he was he wasn't the same and even during right it, which right see my <clears throat> McDonough seemed to elevate his game almost knowing that former Ranger Jeremy there you go see <laughs> well <laughs> in, in in his defense it's, it, it's very it's very true because you really did all of a sudden you saw McDonough all of a sudden play like a rookie again. Like I literally right. walk, I'm going. What is he? Where did this come from? Why is all of a sudden now is he pr- producing? I, I, when I he hasn't done it. I agree with you there. When he first came to Tampa, it was you know he was elevated, and I don't I don't want I don't know if New York does this to it's they 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 prop their guys up like they did with Callahan. He he's yeah. a, a first. You mean you need yeah. <laughs> in, in New York, he was like a, a first liner. You, anywhere sure, else, yeah. he would have been a third liner. And when he came exactly. to Tampa, they put him on a first line, and he was like, we called him Happy Gilmore because all he would do is skate around and <laughs> slam it at people. He wouldn't do <laughs> anything. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great, your, your heart and soul, but I need you to put the puck in the net for $5 million a year. Right. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to question his heart and souls, and uh, but – I just think they were too propped up, and when McDonough also, and that was the year that I no, they beat Boston and they choked to Washington. They choked to Washington, yeah. And yep. then his second year, they obviously were sh- uh, swept by Columbus. And you go, yep. and he he just looked so scared, like he was, yeah. I don't know what to do, blah blah blah. And we're like, and he didn't I protect mean, anybody. He never he never got in a battle ever. He, and you're you're a defenseman, like that's your job. He just he. Hockey smarts, I could see how he's so good with the puck and moving and where to be. But when it came to that next, I we need you to to elevate your game. He yeah. just couldn't do it, and it was, he almost yeah. like relied on everybody else. Yep. To do, and he would ha- hang out in the back, you know, hide out in the the shadows, and you're like, okay. Yep. But this yep. year he seemed to like a holy 
Wow. He, he took it. He took it to a whole new level. He really did. He stepped up and he, and I was, I mean, good on him because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to see it, but I wish he just did it in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, even Anton Strahlman that went to Tampa Bay, he was a ghost in New York. And then all of a sudden he gets to Tampa Bay and he came out of nowhere. I'm like, how he's not even good. Like, and now he's good. I, I don't. Yeah. I just don't want to open so many. I mean, I don't want to get off track because whatever, because I could, we could bash the Rangers, right? Scott, well, we could bash yeah. the Rangers all day long. And just, <laughs> oh yeah, not just for just because, but uh. I mean, you're right. They, the, I don't know what you're right. They, they put those players on those pedestals, and it's from day one when they get there. And it, it's, is it the Madison Square Garden vibe? Is it the New York City vibe? That sure. I mean, you see all these players that come in and they just cannot almost handle that pressure. But then when they get away from it, they're a whole new player. That's a New York City thing, though, really. I mean, if you look like the it Yankees, really right? Yeah, you there are the great Yankees. players that have gone and signed with the Yankees and couldn't yeah. couldn't do anything. And then once they left the Yankees, they were right back to being elite stars. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, there were players that were mediocre elsewhere, came to New York, loved the pressure, and turned into stars. Right. So, I mean, right. it's, that's, yeah. I think more than anything it's, else, that's a New York City it's, thing. It's, it's the New York pressure. I mean, you do Giants, Jets. Um, I mean, even look at the Devils. I mean, since they're they're only in New Jersey, so they're right there. But it's the same thing. Like you're right there, and uh, that pressure and that media. It's just if you screw up one wrong way, they got you. Yes, but I think the pressure is definitely more on the Rangers than either the Devils or the Islanders. Oh, I agree. There's I no agree. doubt about that. I agree. But you I know, 100 100 agree. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't see Tampa falling off the you know the top tier of teams in the in the Eastern Conference no, at all. No, no, I don't but think they will. I'll, I'll answer your – we'll go back to the original question. I don't think it will hurt them that much because I don't think the rest of the conference has elevated themselves mm-hmm. to where you go, mm-hmm. oh, geez, I'm afraid of Boston. I mean, you want to talk about Tampa's well, third line. Boston's got their aging first – and right. I, you, you bump into those guys on the streets. You go, who the hell are you? Right. I right. mean, and then Toronto, Toronto to me is like Tampa. Okay, until you do something, right? You're 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 the, you're the little you're the little brother. I don't right, get right. out of here. And and then from there, <laughs> th- there's just nobody that's going to challenge or has challenged. I'll them. tell you, the only one that I would think of for and honestly it would be the Islanders. The Islanders played them yeah. tough, and the Islanders have that system. The only problem is that the Islanders. Basically replaced Jordan Eberle with uh, Kyle Palmieri, and they didn't really add any more scoring. Even though, even though Islanders fans, something tells me that Lou Lamarillo's got something up his sleeve. Oh, and it would, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Vladimir Tarasenko lands on the island. I'm just telling you. That's what I think. You're calling calling that now. Huh? I'm Mark calling that, that now, and I'm also going to say this too. Now, this is to me a transitional year in the Eastern Conference, and what I mean by that is. Tampa's going to be strong again. I do think, and I'm going to make a lot of enemies by saying this, but I think you're going to start seeing the downfall of Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. Boston. They're all getting old. Yep. Right? Yep. And I I think at some point the party's going to end. And it may not be a precipitous drop-off this year, but I'll tell you what, mark my words, two of those three teams will not make the playoffs this year. I I, I 100% agree with you. Because, I mean, like you said, you still still got Tampa Bay that obviously you you can't knock off. The Islanders have done more than the Rangers, obviously. And the you Rangers know, are the Rangers are a very young team, right. very young team. I mean, yeah, they have their, their their leadership, but they're still a young team. I mean, Kreider's their tenured guy. Yep, and he's you, he's young. He's twenty 
maybe 27, 28. 28. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think he's 28. Do, do you, so, go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. I mean, I think, I think with Boston aging, with Washington, or yeah, Washington aging, you know, with Pittsburgh aging. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers, the Rangers could slide in that third spot. Do you, do you out of that division? Yes, Jeremy. Yeah. Do you think they should have parted with Kreider years ago? Because what 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 fruit has he yielded, or what what has he yielded? And, and I, well, I'm he took not, out Carey Price being, in the 14 not, Eastern Conference Finals, right? I'm trying to be objective. <laughs> I I know, you know, and I, you know, people, I'm a Kreider guy. I love Kreider. I love his work ethic. I love his. I love the way he plays the game. I love how he gets gritty as a forward. And I love how he can park himself in front of that net and not be afraid of that puck. But you're right. What has he done? Nothing. Um, I I don't want to see him go for just anyone. I would like to see someone come in that can fit that system. Um, now, with our new head coach this year, I think Kreider fits his scheme to a T. So I mean, we'll see. This may be the make or break year for Kreider to re- to remain a Ranger. You give him um, the three four months to see what Gallant can what can, extract what Gallant from can those do. guys. Yeah. See, absolutely. I lo- I I it pains me to say this because I hate everybody but Tampa and their team. <laughs> and their team. <laughs> He's the Oscar the Grouch of hockey. <laughs> like I watch, Jeez. but there are teams I hate more. <laughs> Boston's one of them, and. Um, the Rangers are another, but I Gallant, what he did with Florida, what he did with Vegas, and to right. I don't who I don't know why they dumped him like they did. I, I mean, what do you there? I don't know. Then you, you replace him with with DeBoer, who's <laughs> whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I think Gallant is going to be fantastic yeah. with the Rangers, and if they. The Islanders don't have. It's like they don't want to win the division. It's like we're we're we'll be right there, but that requires a little bit more from us to right. dig deep to win the division. The Rangers right. could sneak in with Gallant just because of what he has done, mm-hmm. and what the Rangers have that has not been molded together yet that Gallant can do. Right. 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 And like, you know, they're right there. I mean, like, they're not a bad team. They're just very young. They, you know, they got to They got to gel. And, you know, Capo Caco, when he came in, it was all he's going to be awesome. Well, he was so used to that European game. He hated going to the corner. I mean, Lafreniere was better than he was. And Lafreniere has only played, you know, he walked in last year. You know, you figure Caco would step. Now, Caco has stepped his game up a little bit since his, you know, obviously he had to get used to it. I think with Gallant being there. He's going to take these guys and say, listen, we're going to do this. And it's possible to do it. Because like you said, look at what he did in Florida. Look at what he did in Vegas. And now it's look at what he's going to do with the Rangers. And it, Now is this – this Tortorella doesn't count because he was most mostly bark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> but I don't think the Rangers have had a, a an alpha coach since Keenan. Once the, I mean, somebody that says, I'm the boss, this yeah. is, I mean, it, yeah. Tortorella just played that block shots, block shots, block shots, but yeah, just keep yep. it out of the net. Yeah, but we got to score. Just keep it out of your net, but we still got to right. score a goal at, well, at some point. I don't, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think Keenan was the last in your face, 
you screw up, I'll bench you type of coach that the Rangers needed. And Gallant kind of fits that mold. He's a, he's a little more personable. Right. Or, yeah. or at least able to uh, communicate with, communicate yeah, there with you, his there players. You go. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Oh, so yeah, if it ain't this year, you'll take a, a bigger step. Then I just oh, yeah. I hate to I'd hate to see it. I just <laughs> uh. I think you're right. I mean, you know, he's got to get in with his he's got to get in with his guys. He's got to put his system in, and it takes time. Obviously, everybody knows that. So this year would be it'll be a learning year, but we'll see how much he changes from what he what team he, that he has. So I'm hoping, you know, in the next two, three years, we could be that number three, possibly two, two team with Tampa Bay aging. I mean, it's, it, and it slips like it's just going to recycle itself back up to the right. New York time. Well, because I'll tell you what, in two to three years, you're also going to have Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, right? Maybe. Columbus. I'm still, I'm still not. Columbus sold has Jersey. a ton of prospects coming through now. So it's going to the Eastern Conference is going to be basically flip flopped yeah. in about three four years. It has max max. I'll tell you yeah. right now. I'll tell you and that. they beat they they beat the hell out of each other every game every, all year long. They beat the hell out of each other, which is I mean that's how how it is. That's how the Eastern Conference always has been. Mm-hmm. I just you know, I just hope we stay healthy enough that. Well, that's going to be it too. Oh, there we go. It's in the air. Dave's happy. <laughs> there did it is. Did it take off? It did. Okay. The, the, so what is, this, what is this exactly called anyway? This The spacecraft? Is it just... What's well, a dragon spacecraft? The dragon the spacecraft? Dragon spa- it's oh, up. because it's got fire coming out the back of it, right? No. <laughs> uh, right. Anyways, back to hockey. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to shift conferences. We're going to go over to the Western Conference where Connor McDavid was quoted as saying, the time is now for the Oilers to become Stanley Cup contenders. Guys, has Edmonton done enough to do that, though? Uh, you know, Zach Hyman's a huge sign. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Yes, it's a great luxury having Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on your team. Right. Fantastic. What have you done for around him? Exactly. And what did they they didn't do is the question. They did right. not improve their goaltending. No, right. no, they You're really didn't. Right. Okay, so Mike Smith had a couple of good series in the playoffs. Okay, great. But he's 40 years old. People betting in Vegas are going, I'm riding Mike Smith to the Stanley Cup final. Going, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll take so. their money. Yeah, yeah. the bookie's yeah. going, okay, come here, come here. You know? yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Edmonton could eventually be in danger of watching him walk in free agency. I think he's got like four years left on his contract. And if it keeps going the way he way it is, could you imagine if he says, no, you know what? I'm going to write it out. I'm going to hit unrestricted free agency. This guy's going to be able to sign his check wherever he wants to go. Or is it, or is it going to turn into another Jack Eichel thing? Well, it depends if his neck holds up. I know that was, that was not in, that was not in good taste. I couldn't help it. Oh my! God. I couldn't help it. Sorry, but, but that just came right. I'm, I'm watching this, and and I got that. <laughs> but but you know, uh, but it's true though. I mean, and, and I'm not really saying that to be facetious. What I mean is, if McDavid can avoid major injury, yeah. I mean, because let's face it, if Eichel isn't having these neck problems, you're probably not even talking about him being traded out of Buffalo. To be honest with you, they would have figured it out by now. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, the thing with, with Edmonton and with, with especially with McDavid, you know what the problem that they have is? They can't find anybody that can play with them. And the only one that can is Leon Dreisaitl, right? So when you have to put Dreisaitl on his line with him all the time, now you just weakened your second line. But Because that was the great thing about the old Oilers teams, right? They had Gretzky and Fowler right up with Messier. Mm-hmm. One-two punch right down the middle. Because Messier very rarely played on the same line as Gretzky. Yeah, very rarely. Right? Is, I don't, full disclosure, I rarely watch West Coast or Western Conference teams. We got to stay up and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> is Dreisaitl that good yes. to run his own line where yes. he can produce and make other guys better? Yes. Or does he? Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something you, right now. I think actually Dreisaitl is better at making others around him better, better than, than, than McDavid is. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And you think, I mean, now you put Dreisaitl and Hyman on the same line? Right, I mean, but the idea be, behind bringing Hyman in was that, putting him with McDavid. Yeah, and that that'll be ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, you got that's just that'll be a filthy line. I th- I think I think that'll be a filthy line. And I think they and, weaken themselves a little a little bit defensively too, letting Larson go. Yeah. I mean, they brought in Duncan Keith, <laughs> but he's old again. He's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was playing what twelve minutes a game with with Chicago. You know, yeah. in the in his you know last season. I don't think they've done enough. I'll be honest. I mean, they'll make the playoffs because, admittingly enough, Pacific Division is very weak this year. So they will make the playoffs. But I just, I unless they do something about that goaltending, and they're going to have a hard time because of their salary cap situation. Because now you've got McDavid, you've got Dreisaitl, and now you got Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins eating up. I think it's like forty percent of their cap. What? So you you got to make some magic happen with sixty percent of your cap and for over three quarters of the rest of your team. Do you? Th- yeah. When's the? Do you think that? Whenever the next CBA? When is that? Three more years. Three more years. And this might not even pertain to that, but the fact that nobody would ever want to rarely do guys sign up in Edmonton or Ottawa, or Calgary, Vancouver. Well, it's a beautiful city, so mm-hmm. I mean. Winnipeg, like, why? Why would you want to play there? Does there? Do they have to kind of, pro- I, or just I go? You know think, what? I, here's TFB. what I think. Here's what I think. I think there's nothing you're going to do about weather. Mm-hmm. Nothing, right? There's nothing you can do about the the currency differences between the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar. There's just nothing really you can do about that. What I do think the NHL ought to do is come up with some kind of a formula to balance things out between the teams that can offer contracts with no state income tax versus the rest of the league, which is like 80% of the rest of the league that has some kind of form of state income tax built into their, their cap. Because if you think about it for a second, and that's not to punish teams that are in Florida or Texas or Nevada, because I certainly wish I was in that situation, right? right. I would love to not right. pay state income tax. That would be great. But let's face it, Tampa Bay and Florida have a tremendous advantage over, say, you have a coveted free agent, and it comes down to that free agent playing in, say, let's just say Winnipeg, just for argument's sake. comes down to Winnipeg or Tampa Bay. Winnipeg has to offer him oh, $2 yeah. million more a year mm-hmm. to compensate for what that player is going to make in Tampa without the state tax. Uh-huh. So they have to have $2 million more of their cap eaten up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's you... And again, it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope because, you know, how do you really fairly yeah. do that? But I mean, in the, the for the Rangers or down in the city, they pay city taxes or I don't even know a borough city. I forgive me if I'm 
But they have state tax, they federal crack, and they have federal, state. and then city tax. But right. they don't have a problem attracting free agents in a way. I mean, true, that's true. But you know what? I think New York City is the, and especially the, the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers have the advantage of being Broadway. You're, you're, right? You're, look at you're, look at what it came down between Panera and one of the original six teams too. I think that's losing its luster, though. But, this, it, but it doesn't. The, 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 not for a hockey guy. The younger player, or younger fans get. They got it. They got they don't hang their hat on something because anyone. they. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't even hang it on that. Consider Montreal won like eighty percent of the cups in the original six era. I would probably just stay away from it. But unless yep. I was a Canadians fan, but <laughs> I think I mean, if, if, in all fairness, when you look at last what was it two two years ago when Artemi Panarin said I'm I'm hitting the market, right? The Islanders were all over trying to get him. The Islanders actually offered him more than the Rangers did. But he wanted to play in Manhattan. He wanted to be the star of the show on Broadway. So so I don't think to some players, especially like a a situation like Panarin, they don't care. And think about it this way, too. If you're playing for the Rangers especially, you're going to get more endorsement opportunities just by where you play. Mm -hmm. But but also, I mean, culture, and I should say, don't don't most guys want to go play for – the team that wins, like, I I guess I can only, I shouldn't say only use Tampa, but what Corey Perry, as much as I hated him before, boy, he's now can't, you love him. can't wait yeah. to bring that third line production. Uh, that's going to be our third line answer, Corey Perry. Yes. Corey Perry and Ross Colton. Um, <laughs> but Maroon's signing for like 500 or whatever it is, cheap because they want to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not like Tampa has been like this since they're, since 1992. I mean, they've no, had rough patches beyond yes, belief. Have. So yeah. you're right. It has something to do with the team itself. You, you're you right. win, and, and it's not necessarily even winning. But but in an era of a flat cap especially, that $2 million means a lot. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. I mean, there's just no getting around it. When you have half the teams right now in the league that are either at the cap or I mean, within a hair of of hitting that that, that number. So you've you've seen and it's gonna don't and don't forget too the cap is gonna go up and it's probably gonna go up pretty drastically over the next few seasons because once all that TV money starts kicking in, oh yeah, and everything starts come back to normal, you know, yes. you're gonna see. I wouldn't be surprised at all within four years to see the cap like up to eighty five million. You're you're immersed in all this more than I am. Yeah, have yeah I'm you, drowning in it. <laughs> have you have you heard about them? Throwing that around, uh, a, a luxury, so it's to been speak, like a luxury tax. It's been something to level that's the been playing field. It's been bounced that's been, around. That's been bounced around for a while. I don't think they'll ever do anything about it, though. To be honest with you, just because, like I said, once once you get past this flat cap era, I don't think anybody's going to care. What if what if they went to well the owner? Well, the owners wouldn't want no like uh, no salary cap, would they? Again, no, again. You'll never see. You'll never see that salary cap go away. Never. Yeah, I mean, you'll 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 have super teams be built then. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to turn this into the NBA? <laughs> Not really. Only if it's my team that's winning. That's the yeah. only. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the only can have my cap. It was like in the nineties when it was continuously Colorado, yeah. Yeah, Detroit, right? Dallas, and it was the same eight holes winning, and you're like, all right, already. And then New Jersey came along with the trap. <laughs> and then you have to listen to Clement and Thorne and Hey, I like those Thorne. guys. I love I love Thorne. Clement. I love Clement's Thorne. not bad, but <laughs> it was just over and over. Uh, or no, no, the idiot Melrose. Oh, they, oh uh, come on. On TV with his <laughs> best mullet. Best mullet ever. He's like a he's like a caricature <laughs> of the other guys just sit there and know what they're talking about, and then you just look at him and go, I am jealous of that hair. No, oh, well, yeah. 
Anyways. Well, I mean, we got the... Yeah, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to shift gears because now you're talking about Barry Melrose. <laughs> Congratulations to El Paso, Texas, Dave. This one's for you. Yeah. The 2020 winners of the Kraft Hockeyville will finally get their NHL preseason game on October 3rd when the Arizona Coyotes play the Dallas Stars the NHL has announced. Now, I got a question for you being from Texas. Oh, no. Because I was thinking about this, and this is why I threw this in today. It's El Paso, Texas, right? Trap me? Right on the end of the panhandle, correct? Right in the left corner of Texas. Okay. Texas is a huge state. No, hold on. You said panhandle and El Paso are opposite of each other. Panhandle is north. Oh. El Paso is southwest. Well, see, this is why I'm asking you. I've I've already... I was... I'm I'm sitting here. I was there. I was there. As soon as I heard the panhandle and it's on on the bottom, I'm going, no, the... Yeah, yeah, that's why it's anyway. All right, so my question is this. Well, I just want to take you away from your space travels for just a second. They're in orbit. Back to Earth. They're in orbit. 202 kilometers high, doing uh, 27,000 miles an hour. And we lost them. And we're (laughs) no stop. They better get a cop over there. They're going awful fast, don't you think? Yeah. Thank uh, thank God for that. Yeah. So where El Paso is, okay. So the Coyotes playing Phoenix. Dallas obviously plays, obviously plays in Dallas, which is closer to El Paso. Because I know Texas is a huge state. Yeah. it's uh, People don't realize that it's uh, almost 900 miles to go across it on I-10. 900 miles. Right. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, which one is closer? I don't know. I'd, I'd say Dallas. Okay. I was just wondering who's going to be like the, the hometown favorite. Yeah. Oh, you probably, the, probably the stars because yeah. it still I mean, is Texas. In, and in oh, yeah. I don't think the Cowboys have a lot of fans anyway, but that's... <laughs> I just wanted to ask you that. I was just curious. I, I had to. It's, oh, the, wait, the, which, one, which one was the player that's from Phoenix? That's Austin that, Matthews. Now, imagine imagine him going back. He's probably going to in 2024 when he becomes an yeah. unrestricted free agent. Think about that's that. That's what we were talking about last week. Why they're clearing up all this cap space, getting the new arena built. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get their marquee superstar. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, it was 25 years ago today that Team USA won the first ever World Cup of Hockey. Uh, this tournament replaced the Canada Cup, which had been the premier international professional hockey tournament at the time. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I miss the World I Cup. Do. I loved it. I really do. I would rather see them do that than the Olympics. I, I would. It was a nice little preseason primer. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to stop the season. Right, right. I just, exactly. I, I completely missed that tournament, and I, I just so wish they would bring it back. Um, if you ever get a chance, that long ago, yeah, twenty five years. Holy cow, you believe that? Um, the NHL Network actually has a great special about that, and it's called the Engineering the Upset or something like that. It was on the other night. It was, it was pretty awesome. Just tells the, the behind the scenes look at what happened. So, if you ever get a chance, check it out. And we're going to end this. Like, oh, I'm sorry, what? What was it called? Engineer or orchestrating the upset. I'm sorry, orchestrating the upset. That was it. Yep, story of the 1996 World Cup. So, did we get a chance? Or I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. If you probably YouTube it, it's probably on there too. I'm sure it'll probably be like on demand or something like that. And I'll tell you, Jeremy, when you see the replay of this, you're going to notice with you having that sign covered like that and the way you have that light, it looks like a duck's head. It really does. I just noticed that. It looks like you have like Howard the Duck peering at you right over your shoulder. Oh yeah. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get attacked by a duck or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Leave him alone. Our season starts next week. <laughs> we need him. <laughs> Let's end this segment now, shall we? <laughs> soon. soon. 
website of the week is brought to you by 315hockey.com. 315hockey.com is your news hub for all levels of hockey in central New York. This week's website of the week is quanthockey.com. Q-U-A-N-T hockey.com. This is one of those great sites for if you want to know something just completely irrelevant about teams or players, it's awesome. I mean, I've been diving into because I've been uh, starting to write an article for Marty's Illegal Stick about uh, Central New York hockey and trying to get birthplaces and all that. So really interesting. If you get a chance, check it out. So we're going to go to a commercial break. We're going to let Dave watch the space travel a little bit more here. And when we come back, we're going to take a ride on, on this earth, on the Zamboni time machine. We'll be back in a minute. Need to find that gift for someone special? Visit Little Falls Presents at the Stone Mill and Canal Place. Stop by today to find unique artist's work, t-shirts, coffee cups, gift towels, greeting cards, tote bags, koozies, and original oil paintings and prints. It's all about the art of the gift. For more information, visit mylittlefalls.com shop or call 315-508-5310 for details. Snowfall of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Dave is having so much fun in this episode. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do the Zamboni time machine. You know, maybe we should just change it to the spaceship hockey machine or the, something. The, you the think. dragon. Yes. The dragon. The hockey yeah, dragon yeah, ship. Yeah, the hockey, whatever. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. It doesn't no. work. If it's, not, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's yeah, right. We're good. Exactly. Run it. Not this time, Dave. All right. <laughs> the Zamboni Time Machine is brought to you by Zamboni.com, and the Zamboni name is used with permission from the Zamboni Company. This week, the Zamboni Time Machine takes us back to 1976, the year of the first Canada Cup tournament. The Canada Cup tournament was put together after the very successful Summit Series of 1972 and 1974 between Canadian professionals and the Soviet Union. At this time, professional hockey players from the NHL and the World Hockey Association were barred from playing in any international tournaments like the Olympics. So the Canada Cup was created to fill the void. One of the organizers of the tournament was Alan Eagleson, who was at the time the executive director of the NHL Players Association. The Canada Cup tournaments must have been very lucrative, as Eagleson was later convicted of embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars from the tournaments. Great guy. <laughs> Let's see. The Canada Cup was played uh, five times between 1976 and 1991, with most of the games being held in, of course, Canada. The tournament was always made up of six teams, which included Canada, the U.S., the Soviet Union, Sweden, Czechoslovakia, and Finland, although West Germany did replace the Finns in one tournament. Canada won four of the five tournaments, with the only other winner being the Soviet Union in 1981. The most memorable Canada Cup in many hockey fans' minds was the 1987 edition, when Canada won it all, defeating the Soviet Union on a goal scored by Mario Lemieux from Wayne Gretzky and Dale Howarchuk. The Canada Cup would be, would be replaced by the World Cup of Hockey in 1996, which sadly is now on hiatus as well. And that, my friends, concludes this week's trip on the Zamboni Time Machine. That's another tournament I miss is that Canada Cup. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I know I'm a little bit older than you guys are, and you probably don't remember the Canada Cup, but I do. No, you're not older. <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm much more, I'm, and I'm mature. <laughs> on on tour? Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. God. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I wanted to see what kind of reaction that was going to get. <laughs> How'd you watch hockey back? I don't. I'm not being. I'm not being a <laughs> rabbit. It was, he, he, but it was, wait, what channel was it on? Like the, so, the earliest I remember was you know. I'm, it U was a, USA or Sportsnet. I'm glad he asked that because you no, know what? They, they filmed it and then delivered it to you at your home, right? No, it was uh, radio, actually. But 
<laughs> they're taking all the old tapes up into space. Yes. That's what the yeah, uh, yeah that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. They're taking the they're taking all the VHS tapes up to the International Space Station no, so they can watch that. watch them up there. No, they were all Betamax. Yeah, with it. No, actually, you're right. USA and ESPN also wound up with a contract. But we used to I used to watch a lot on uh, CBC on Saturday nights because we actually got the Canadian channel here yep. mm-hmm. in Little Falls. Yes. Well, oh. I lived in Mohawk, but oh, yeah. okay, right oh, up the yeah. road. Yeah, that so was a morning race too. Hockey so. night in Canada. Yeah, hockey night in Canada was. Um, oh, all right. And that was really great when they went to two games instead of one. With cherry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because they only used cherry. to do one game and usually got the yeah. Leafs. But then the yeah. Oilers became a powerhouse. I'm like, well, we got to have yeah. these guys on TV all the time, so I get to see the Oilers all the time because they were always the late game. So, yeah. oh yeah, that was. Uh, no kidding. Yep, pretty much. So maybe maybe someday we'll have the Canada Cup or the World Cup back. Maybe when Dave's spaceship comes back to Earth. And with that, we're going to wrap the show up so Dave can watch the rest of it. They're circling around the now. They're all they're just going around in circles. They're just. Do you think? Done. How long are they going to be back? up there? What do you think they didn't walk on the moon? What are you doing? <laughs> you, how, do you, you trying really to run? I think they'll bring back that World Cup, even though that they just allowed NHL into. The as Olympics long as now. they're allowing the Olympics, no way. That's going to be that's the killer. Yep, exactly. That's, that's what killed killer. it. The Olympics. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a shame. But if you think about it, too, now with them, with the Olympics, how would you do that because of the KHL, the SHL in Sweden, Liga in Finland, the DEL in Germany, all these are now professional leagues. Right. So, and they're getting close, not quite, of course, but they're getting close to the NHL level. So you would have to basically ban players from those leagues from being in the Olympics as well. Because otherwise, it wouldn't be a true amateur tournament anymore. Well, that's even if you kept the take, NHL out, you're going to have to take like you know the traditional college kid, right? But how do you do it overseas? They have because of, yeah, but a lot of those kids that are <laughs> a lot of their no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> those kids, they pull them out they're of on, high school. They're, they're on the space station right now. What are you yeah. talking about? They're, they're on the North Panhandle side of Texas. yeah, yeah. That's right, where that thing right. launched from, right? Right from El Paso. Yes, no, bo- <laughs> they're North Paso. Yeah, no, yeah. Bo- hey, yeah. No. It's Boca Chica, people. Jesus. Look it up. God. I just, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think I would love to see college kids in the Olympics. I mean, like you said, it's an amateur thing. But. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I think the the days of the uh, the World Cup and the the Canada Cup are unfortunately biased. But it's always a nice memory from the past. But these young guys, do they want to play even more than what? They barely they put out the effort when you, they feel like it. In that, you know what, though? They were the, the players were the ones that pushed to play in the Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that, to be honest with you. I just think that money rules the world, right? And yeah. I think the league, you know, ultimately the players think that they're going to make more money off their name by being in the Olympics and by, say, playing in the in the World Cup or the Canada Cup because they're not being you know paid to play in the Olympics, but – you know, you can say, "Hey, I'm an Olympian. Let's do a commercial with my jersey here." You know, and right. So, but I mean, you really think that, like, all right, you're an Olympian on the Olympian team with Sidney Crosby. You're really going to be chosen to do a commercial if you're some junior level that made the team just by chance as a scratch player. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the only problem. I know. Do you didn't did we discuss this last at your place? <clears throat> pardon, last week. Where it's like the gold, the gold medal would be like their client, their 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 shining moment because they play on teams that they're not going to sniff right. a cup. I may not have to look that right. far ahead, but it's like, hey, 
I won all these scoring titles and I got a gold medal. Yeah. How do you do in the playoffs? Right. Yeah, well, I got a gold medal. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you. <laughs> you know, Canada will prop them up just like. Sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know, guys. Well, I do know that none of us will be playing in the Olympics anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> and I do know that we have to end this episode so that Dave can get back to watching his orbit. He's getting all upset over there. <laughs> How many more times are they going to go around, by the way? I just want to know. know. You don't know? Are they, are they up there for the rest of the night? Are they coming back tonight? Or? No, they're not coming back tonight. Oh, well, all right. I actually forgot. You don't You don't have, like, a prop. You don't have a globe in the other room, and then you got, like, this, <laughs> this mock this <laughs> plane going around. Just, yeah. Oh, boy. If, if I did, you would be going around it right now. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure he's got a Marty's Illegal Stick shirt on so you that when they pan in on him, everybody Can you get it. this guy out of state, like, tomorrow? We'll work on it. All right. We'll work on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's all we got for this episode. I uh, hope you had as much fun as we did listening to that. So um, you can find us on martysillegalstick.com, which, by the way, we're starting to put some articles on there for your uh, reading pleasure as well. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube at Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. And for full episodes, go to Marty, or My Little Falls on all major podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. For Matt Bobniak, for Jeremy the Professor Roberts, for Dave the Save Roberts, and we want to thank Coach Heenan for coming on once again. I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.